Hello, you are listening to a very special mini-series of the Sustainable-ish podcast with me, Jen Gale, counting down to and celebrating the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide, my book that is everything you need to know to make small changes that make a big difference. Join me for 12 days, diving into a chapter each day and chatting to someone marvellous, doing good stuff relevant to the topic of that chapter to infuse and inspire you to take action and obviously to get your mitts on a copy of my book. (laughs) One of my favourite comments I've had so far from someone who was sent an advanced copy is that it's the most eco-common sense thing I've read, which I absolutely love because I feel like we all need a bit of eco-common sense as we enter a new year and a new decade where we'll all need to be making changes. So we need to figure out how to make those changes work for us. The book is published by Bloomsbury and it is out on January the 9th. So if you're listening before that, you can pre-order it from all the usual places online Or if you're listening after that point, you can, of course, order it online or it should be available in all good bookshops. Or obviously, the sustainable-ish option would be to ask your library to order it in for you. So, day five of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide and we're on to sustainable-ish fashion. Now, I talked in the Plastic Free-ish episode with Cal Major on day three about plastic being almost a kind of gateway drug if you like into a more wider awareness of sustainability and I think fashion can totally be the same. We all wear clothes so beginning to think a little bit differently about what we wear can be a real real eye-opener and a brilliant place to start. In this episode, I am chatting to Jade Doherty, a teacher who has been on her own slow fashion journey since the summer of 2018. And along the way, she's amassed over 33,000 Instagram followers as she shares pictures of her inventive styling. Now, don't be put off by the beautiful Instagram aesthetic if that kind of thing, you find that kind of thing maybe a little bit intimidating. Jade talks a lot of sense and in this episode shares a ton of brilliant tips for anyone looking in despair and maybe a bit of embarrassment but there's no shame here at their bulging wardrobes and their drawers and is wondering where and how to start. Enjoy. Hi Jade, welcome to this special mini-series of Sustainable-ish. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, really, really looking forward to this one because it's a, an issue very close to my own heart. So can you start off by introducing yourself to us all? Yeah, my name is Jay Dotty, uh, and I've been running an Instagram account called Not Buying New. Uh, so I s- sort of stopped buying clothes in the summer of 2018 and then thought, well, this is quite interesting. There's, I've got a lot to learn here. Uh, and started I wanted to document it so in the October of 2018 I started my Instagram account and it's kind of just been growing then ever since and you say it's been growing where you've got quite a a good following on Instagram haven't you where are you up to in terms of I know it's not all about numbers but where are you up to (laughs) in terms of numbers um it's it's 32,000 at the moment wow yeah I mean I know it isn't all about numbers but the fact that there are 32,000 people who (laughs) want to chat to me about it it makes me so happy because I do think it's suddenly sort of become 
it's becoming like a mainstream conversation. Definitely, um, definitely. So I don't know if it's necessarily anything to do with me, but also, but just people wanting to find out more about fashion and the harm fast fashion does. Yeah. Uh, so actually, the numbers are kind of exciting and important because for me it's a reflection of what how many people are having that conversation definitely now just before we hit record we were saying you you don't have a fashion background do you so what was your trigger for getting started what made you in 2018 think oh there's something not quite right here or there's something different I want to do yeah if I'm honest I tried to give up clothing for about three years before that and I I just failed right (laughs) over again I really wanted to stop and maybe initially it wasn't just to do with sort of environmental or ethical reasons I think at one point I was thinking I'm actually embarrassed about the amount of packages that are arriving at my door really and and my neighbor's probably judging me there was a (laughs) there was a finance issue um but I couldn't stop and I just kept wanting more and more. And I sort of became quite interested in that. Like, why do I just want more and more? Yeah. And then over those three years, I'd started to pick up conversations about, the, you know, the, the sort of uh, the treatment of the, uh, the garment workers. Um, I think Blue Planet was on that summer about plastics. And I started to make the link with clothing and plastics. So what and is that link for people who haven't made it yet? Oh, okay. So um, I, let me just find it. So 60% of all of our clothing is is plastic. So that's polyester, nylon. So an awful lot of what we wear is actually plastic. So when I watched the Blue Planet uh, thing about plastics in the ocean, what I started to find interesting is like, well, what do I do with all my clothes that's broken, yeah. the zip's broken? And then from that, I also started to think about, and because I would sort of then made contacts with different people on Instagram, I started to think about microfibers. Um, and uh, 35% of microfibers released into the waters is due to us washing our plastic clothing. So, so microfibers for... Yeah, so for anybody who hasn't come across it, microfibers, as the name implies, tiny, tiny little um, fibers. And we talk about microplastics as well. So when we wash our clothes, these tiny fragments and fibers are sort of released by, um, you know, they just sort of break off. And because they're so small, they just go through the water filtration systems and they head straight out into the sea and uh, and then kind of quite scarily into the food chain, don't they? Yeah, I'm just causing so much damage. So I think these strands started to come together And I started to think, oh, gosh, it's really not about how much money I'm spending. And actually, it's really not about, you know, uh, I should worry about the packaging that it's arriving in. It just is every angle Mm. of of the clothing industry. And I think when those sort of strands finally hit, and I'd always said, you know, oh, I'm a feminist. When I sat down and really sort of looked at myself in the mirror and thought, "I I can't be. If I'm buying fast fashion, I am supporting something that causes harm to the majority of workers are women. Um, And so somehow all of these strands hit me and I thought I I just can't carry on I just Mm. got to stop and it was the thing that made me stop thankfully wow so it's almost a bit of a slow burn by the sounds of it there wasn't one kind of big big kind of realization it was this kind of slow steady and I think really interesting what you said there that kind of actually I'm not living my values my one of my values is that I'm a feminist and actually the the things that I'm buying and the the things that I'm wearing don't fit with those values and I think that's that's a really kind of key point is that lots of us um well I think probably you know the vast majority of us will care about the planet will care about the welfare of other people and possibly haven't 
quite made those links yet or yeah. um, that sort of thing. So that's really, really interesting, I think. So, and I think when people are starting to think about um, giving up fast fashion, I think you can look at people, maybe you would look at my own Instagram account and think, oh, I just can't do that. But I think the story behind it is that nobody expects everyone to do and be perfect overnight. Yeah. You know, what, just slowly start thinking about it, start making the links and what can you do? And it might just be that you're giving up a certain brand at mm-hmm. a time or, you know, you're going to maybe try and buy a little bit more secondhand or you're going to wear your clothes for longer. Yeah. Those small steps you know, are brilliant because they lead down a path that kind of ends in a really good place, but also they make a difference, little yeah. steps make a difference too. Definitely, definitely. Now you said like, when I look at your Instagram account, I'm, I'm a bit like, oh my goodness, because you're really good at kind of styling things and and um, it all looks for somebody who isn't fashionable at all. It all looks very kind of fashionable and put together. But I think what you just said about, you know, anybody can do this is really yeah. important as well, isn't I mean, it? Thank you. That's a huge compliment. <laughs> but <laughs> I should point out that I don't work in fashion and I, you know, I've got nothing to do with fashion. I'm just very ordinary. You know, all of my clothes before were from very ordinary high street shops. And a lot of what I'm still wearing is just really old from yeah. you know those brands that we recognize. So, you know, I would hate to think that people go, oh, it's just a bit fashion because I'm really not. I'm, I'm a school teacher. <laughs> So what, what, have you got some kind of rules? Do you buy secondhand or have you not bought anything or how does it work for you? Yeah, I, oh, those rules are developing as well, actually. So when we were talking about, uh, you know, how, how your journey kind of develops, mm. I'm still kind of changing as I go. So first of all, I thought, well, I'm just not going to buy anything. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, I can buy secondhand things that I need. So yeah. I had, I sort of started supporting charity shops and, and looking at different outlets. and then. Just by really amazing, the people that were speaking to me on Instagram and some people were saying, um, you know, just charity shops, either the ones in my area aren't aren't very good or I'm a certain size and I find it really difficult. So I started looking into other ways that you might be able to buy secondhand just to try and find solutions. Um, You know, and I started to find like boutique stores with designer uh, um, items Mm. and then, you know, places like online uh, boutiques and, and eBay and Depop and started thinking yeah you know I can see the value in this if you're really struggling and you want to wear a pair of jeans and you want them in your right size and you're not finding it so yeah but then uh, I did a course last year which was amazing it was run by Fashion Revolution who yeah. I think are just incredible um, and one of the things they said there is like you really should support people who are trying to do the right thing and brands that are trying to do the right thing this really wobbled me because yeah. I thought I'm just not personally I'm not willing to uh, get any more fabric right <laughs> yeah. out of the earth I just don't see the point of that uh, because we've got so much already um, and so I was like how can I support brands that are doing the right thing but I just definitely don't want to add to mm. the, the, the demand um, and I found that quite a few brands, small, very small brands, were repurposing fabrics. And I thought, well, this is something that I think is really interesting as well. So uh, like Deadstock um, is, you know, if like a a brand orders like, I don't know how, a huge amount of fabric Mm -hmm. or T-shirts or whatever. And when they've done that run, that the rest, the leftover fabric would usually just go straight to landfill. Wow. 
And there are a couple of little tiny brands who are saying, well, I could make maybe just a hundred t-shirts out yeah. of the stuff. Um, and so I've started to look at brands like that. Now I'm not going to buy a huge amount because I genuinely think we just need to buy less. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But if I do need things, I often think, well, I'm going to support someone who I think often personally is kind of attempting to do the right thing. And so choosing where I spend my money. That's really important as well, I think, isn't it? That whole, and I talk about that a lot in the book, that whole concept of when you spend your money, you're essentially casting a vote for the, you know, that that quote about casting a vote for the kind of world you want to live in. And I know it's not always that black and white, but if if you can, if you can, you know, if you've got the... um, if you've got the financial freedom to do so, then I think mm. having a little look around and seeing what, mm. what you can vote for. So you mentioned dead stock. Are there a yeah. couple of other brands doing Yeah, something? Yeah. So, so for me, it's like, I've still got to not buy new, so I yes. don't want new fabric. Um, but I found uh, a really lovely maker who made me a dress out of a vintage quilt, like a bedspread. <gasps> and it's so amazing. And I just thought, I love that idea. That's really creative. Um, we're look, looking at different ways and she's obviously really skilled to be able to do that so I was like you know what I'm, I want to spend my money with you to because I think what you're doing is really great so just, yeah I make it, it's like not getting out of bed it's amazing to wear and what a brilliant idea as well because you know not all of us have got the skills or the time or the inclination to to make <laughs> our own dress out of a vintage bedspread but to know that there's someone else who can is yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah I thought she was incredible and the thing is because I haven't been buying clothes I used to buy clothes all the time I, mm. I often think that I, I was one of the worst um but because I haven't really been buying any clothes and I really don't own very much anymore, um, I've actually found that I've got a little bit more money to spend yes. when it comes to those things. I know not everyone can do that. And I think it's really unfair to sort of suggest that people should do that. But personally, I was like, well, you know what? Now I do want to spend my money with someone who's got skills and who's trying to mm. do things. So that, that kind of buy less, buy better <laughs> thing is, is, seems like it's really working for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I really limit what I've got in my wardrobe, and that helps me think about, you know, am I just buying stuff secondhand because it's cheap? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, I think that's quite dangerous as well. You kind of keep going to charity shops and just buying more. Yes, we don't need that, do we? And so I definitely fell lot. into that trap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's really exciting, and and again, it's like a beginning step. I think that's wonderful. Like finding that charity shops can be really exciting, and finding treasures and thinking for me a lot of it was like wow this is better clothes than I've ever owned in my life (laughs) really expensive beautiful clothing um but I guess at some point I went oh yeah I've still got a bit too much I don't need it yes Um, at the moment I'm doing a 10 by 10 challenge which is I've just chosen 10 items of clothing and I've got to wear them in different combinations for 10 days um and I find things like that really, really useful because you realize that if you went on a 10-day holiday or something, you would just need a tiny rucksack. You yes. really don't need as much clothing as I think we think we do. Um, and you're like, really good at doing that, I think, from looking at your Instagram, at, at um, you know, taking clothes and, and styling them differently and wearing the same things but in different ways, which I'm really rubbish. I always wear the same jeans, the same jumper. The same. Well, I, don't, but, um, I don't think I was good at that when I was just buying more and more and more. Yes. I was just buy like, you know, the way it looked on the, on the online, you know, on the website and just yeah. wear it. But obviously not look like a model. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
But because now I've got less, I'm like, oh, I really just don't want to wear the same thing all the time again. Yeah. It, just for my own, I don't mind people seeing me in the same clothes again, but just, you know, so I don't get bored with it. Um, and so I'm like, what if I wore that skirt under that dress? Or what if I wore my jumper, you know, backwards with that? And so I've just had to get a bit creative. And sometimes it's dreadful. It really is truly awful. <laughs> I, think I, I will never, ever let anyone see me with that. But sometimes you're like, oh, actually, that's quite interesting. That works quite well so I think having less and having to get creative has really improved um the way I dress that I guess my style um and I find I'm so much more excited about clothing now than I ever was before that's really interesting yeah Mm. so what's some top tips for someone thinking okay I really do want to slow down my fashion consumption it sounds like were you ordering a lot online? To, to, yeah. Um, okay, so what are some top tips for people who want to make a start? Uh, I, I, I know that everyone does it differently. For me, the, the first thing I did was I packed away loads of my clothes. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I know that sounds sort of odd. You know, you start with less. Um, but I everything that didn't fit me, that I yeah. bought in long size and never returned, I took to the charity shop. Mm-hmm. And then everything else that I quite liked but just wasn't wearing, I just packed it away. I got some boxes and just put it away. And then I left uh, about like 30-ish items in my wardrobe. Okay. And I wasn't really thinking about not buying, but I was thinking about, okay, how do I keep it about this level? Mm. Um, And what I found is I had... So I, what I did, I did Project 3333, uh, 3, 3, which is... I was going to ask you, yeah, so... Um, it's 33 it- items for three months. And that kind of, that challenge, quite quickly I realised that I had enough clothes. Yes. It really did. And I, ha- I wasn't, even in that 33 items for three months, there's loads of stuff I wore once or twice or maybe not even at all. Does that and include so- like shoes and pyjamas? And- yeah, yeah. Oh, not pyjamas, not pyjamas. <laughs> But um, at the moment, um, I've got a hat, two handbags, three pairs of shoes, and the rest is clothing. Okay. Um, but I think people can be flexible with whatever feels yeah. right for them. But it was the limitation on it um, because it just helped me realize that I don't need stuff. Mm. And I think it wasn't uh, before then, I just tried to stop, but I kind of just really wanted more. Um, and it, so I, it took having less in my wardrobe to realize that. I actually don't need more. I've got more than enough. Well, that's quite so for me, that's yeah. where I started. Brilliant. Yeah. And um, so things like, you know, I make suggestions in the book, like unsubscribing from emails and things like that, because that, you know, Definitely. it's really tempting, isn't it? You think, oh, I'll just, I'll just have a look. And then, you're like, oh, that's nice. And that's nice. And that's nice. So is that something yeah. that you did? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And um, I, I sort of couldn't even go to the high street or anything. I, I'm so susceptible to it. I was like, oh, it's so beautiful. Look at it in the window. I couldn't even go. Um, but then after not going to the high street and unsubscribing from all my emails, um, I had to look at, oh, I went shopping. Oh, it was last Christmas, in fact. And um, I hadn't been in a, down a high street in yeah. a shop for ages. And I walked in and I felt really overwhelmed and quite sick. And I thought, oh, it's happened. You know, that's it something I've gone from the desire and wanting to this is all a bit too much for me and I don't think I you know I felt really uncomfortable that's that's really interesting isn't it I I think I find that I mean I live in quite a small town so you know for us to go into like Bath or Salisbury or a bigger you know is is a bit of an outing it's a bit exciting but um (laughs) you know you you do view 
it very very differently I think once I don't know if it's a switch that goes in your head or what it is but it, there's yeah. something that makes you view things very differently isn't it yeah definitely and it's sort of rails and rails of the same thing you start and I suppose it's the knowledge the learning along the way as well isn't it thinking or oh, who made all of this clothes mm. did it get here what's it made from yeah um, and, and I guess all of those feelings sort of overtake me a little bit so um yeah, yeah. The, um, really the big useful. question is pants Yes. <laughs> I get asked that a lot. <laughs> um, so, pants. Uh, well, their dead stock is an option. Right. As I mentioned before, there's a really wonderful um, brand based in London. And you go in and you can try it on if you want to, or you can order it online. But you see that there's two fashion um, graduates sitting there making it. Wow! They make all of the their bras and pants from dead stock, um, and then well, I spoke to them in the summer, and I just about how they came up with it. And both of them said, you know, we just wanted bras that were made by women to fit women um, without causing any harm. So they're amazing. So what are they called? Can, they're called Lara Intimates. Wow! And they're really good. Also, oddly, on eBay, um, you can find like dead stock of shops that have closed and, you know, vintage sort of ones that have been in a drawer somewhere. I haven't bought any like that, but it's an option. (laughs) Um, And then I suppose there are the kind of more traditional, sustainable, ethical brands that um, you could could buy into. And, And you know what? Sometimes some high streets are actually all right at doing that as well. Um, Yes. So, for example, sort of Marks and Spencers, uh, all their cotton. I can't remember exactly what, um, uh, I I can't remember what it is actually, this sustainable cotton. I have to look into that. But, um, you know, they some shops are better than others. So I think sometimes you have to sort of maybe use the good on you app and just say, right, I really need like a cotton pair of pants. What's my best option? How can I be best informed to spend my money? Tell us about the good on you app briefly. So the good on you app is a rating system, an external rating system. Uh, And you can put, it's got so many stores on there. You put any brand in from really from sort of, you know, bottom of the high street, Primark, H&M, all the way up to uh, expensive designer brands. And they rate um, the environment. They've got an environmental rating, a labor rating and an animal rating. Um, And they tell you how they found out that information and then they give it a rating overall. Um, and I just think that's really important. Maybe yeah. especially when you're starting out, you just want information. It feels like everyone's kind of sneaking around and you don't know. And sometimes it feels like you can't do right for doing wrong. Do you know? Yes. You just kind of think, oh, yeah. well, well you know, H&M nothing... are talking about um, sustainable cotton or something and maybe I should use them. And, and yeah, it's really confusing, I think. Yeah. And it just feels like you're defeated before you begin, yeah. doesn't it? You know, you try and do something good and then someone else is going, no, that's not right, actually. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. It's difficult to kind of begin from that Uh, from that point so the good on you app is really useful so it just means if you're on your high street and you think I've got to go and buy a pair of pants like just put you know those shops that are on your Mm. high street put them in and then make an informed choice yeah 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 Yeah. and it might not be the best choice you know in the entire country but at least you feel some some control over where you're spending your money you've made a a more thoughtful decision with the yeah yeah and and that's all we can really do is we're just consumers 
Um, but I do think the more of us talking about it and the more of us making more informed decisions, uh, the more likely you are to be heard by brands and government. And then that's yeah, where the, the real definitely. change will happen. And one thing finally I'm really interested in is, is I think, you know, like plastics are really good, almost sort of gateway drug into getting people into sort of sustainability. And I also think fashion is as well, <laughs> because we all wear clothes. Um, so have you found that this being more conscious and aware and thoughtful of where your clothes come from has, has um, seeped into other areas of your life and has changed other things that you buy as well? Yeah, it really has. Um, I So I started with clothes and then I had a really tidy bedroom, quite a minimal bedroom. I was like, this is really nice. I'm just going to spend all my time in my bedroom. So I go down into my kitchen and I'm like, God, there's so much to do. But I think it's just the thought of it, isn't it? Now, yeah. I'm definitely not perfect, not even with clothes, but definitely not, uh, you know, across my whole lifestyle. But I'm trying to make small differences. Yeah. So in the summer, because I said earlier I was a school teacher. I have the summer holidays off. So I was like, wow, now I've got the privilege of time. Like, this is amazing. And so me and my children were going to the grocers and we were getting plastic-free fruit and vegetables. And I was like, this is brilliant. You know, we can do this because we have the time, which is great. And also that we're thinking about it more often now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're definitely, we're so lucky. We've got like a refill room locally. And so I can take my children down there and show them how to fill up their jars but as I said, we're not perfect, you know, I've still got... But that's the whole point, isn't it? None of us is perfect. And I think that mm -hmm. we absolutely should not let that stop us from starting. And, yeah. you know, and we're going to get things wrong and we're going to cock things up and, you know, our perfect or our good is going to be someone else's amazing or our good is going to be someone else's really bad. But that doesn't matter as, as it's yeah. the thought and the intention that is the most important thing, I think. Absolutely. I think once you've decided that you're going to try to improve, yeah. um, it, it doesn't matter like at what stage you are. If you just, like you said, if you've got the intention, then I know that it's only going to kind of keep going up. We're only going to get better. And we live in a world which is, and it's really difficult to... It's not made easy uh, for us to, yeah, absolutely. You, know, you go around the supermarkets and everything seems to be wrapped in plastic and everything's sort of bundled up you know, way more than you need and you might end up throwing, uh, you know, food waste. Like nothing really is is easy for us, no. but you've just got to try and, and also not beat ourselves up when it goes, when we make mistakes, um, because that's part of learning, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's how we learn, yeah. When I said earlier on that I had like three years of trying to stop clothing and stop <laughs> buying clothing and I failed, I actually think that three years built up to me stopping buying clothing. So rather than looking at it as like, oh, I was rubbish for three years, I do like to think somewhere along the line, things were starting to align yes. and I got there eventually. Yeah, 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 absolutely, definitely. God, Jade, I could talk to you for ages and I think... Um, what I'd love to do is get you back on for a, a longer episode, um, maybe in the new year, if you're up for it. That oh, would be, I would absolutely love to. Because there's so many things I want to explore, like what you do with your kids for clothes and all that sort of thing. Yeah, but, um, oh, yeah let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for that. There's some really useful stuff that you've given there. And I'll link to all of those um, brands and apps and things that you mentioned in the show notes. But thank you so much. It's hugely inspiring, I think. And um, so where can people find your Instagram account? It's at not buying new. Brilliant. And I will link to that and people can come and um, just be amazed at your, <laughs> your styling and your, <laughs> your clever reuse and, and inventiveness. It's amazing. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much for tuning in and for joining me in counting down to and celebrating the launch of the Sustainable-ish Living Guide, available online and in all good bookshops from January the 9th, 2020. Catch you next time.